0: When you think of evangelism, what do you think your job is? Are you supposed to present all the logical arguments for the existence of God? Are you supposed to convince someone that they should become a believer? Is it your responsibility to bring someone to faith in Christ? In this episode, we're going to look at our role in evangelism versus God's role in evangelism and how many times we get the two confused. Welcome to the Theology For You podcast, where we believe that a right understanding of God's word is for your good and true worship of God. If you're just joining us, I'm Joey, and I'd love to encourage you to share this with a friend. If we've helped you to grow in your faith and understanding of God in this episode or any other episode, maybe send your friend a text or DM on Instagram all about this podcast. It would mean the world to us if you would share this with the other believers in your life. Those who want to grow in their faith and understanding of God and His Word. This episode is part of a series on evangelism using Will Metzger's book, Tell the Truth as Our Guide. If you don't have this book, I'd highly encourage you to pick up a copy of your own to deepen your understanding of evangelism and your ability to communicate the gospel truthfully and lovingly. You can find a link to buy this book as well as any other books or resources we mention at the link in the description of this episode. A lot of times we get confused in our witness, in our evangelism, and in our desire to share our faith with others. We feel like we have the responsibility to bring them to Christ. But believer, be comforted. That's not your job. That's not your role. It's God's. Our responsibility is to proclaim the gospel with our lips and our lives, knowing that it is God who is going to work in people's hearts to bring them to faith. We're to see ourselves simply as planners and waterers who trust God to give the growth. Again, this goes back to our video on the importance of the content of the gospel, where we talked about the herald. And if you haven't seen that yet, I'd highly encourage you to check it out by clicking here or finding it in the description below. The idea of the herald is that we are to carry and deliver the message that has been given to us. And I'd like to share a quote with you from a little book from nine marks called what if I'm discouraged in my evangelism? It says this, our job is to proclaim salvation, not produce it. We're called to deliver a message to people. God is the one who delivers people from sin. Consider also this analogy from the book. Imagine how odd it would be if a mailman was discouraged because he thought, every time I deliver a letter and someone opens it, they don't like what they read. Well, it's not the mailman's job to make people like the mail, but the mailman's job is just simply to deliver it. Likewise, it's our job to deliver the gospel to people. And God's job to cause them to believe the gospel. We share the faith and God grants the faith. As Jesus said, no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. So in our evangelism, we should focus on being faithful to share the gospel message that has been delivered to us. And our focus should not be on whether or not the person we're sharing with comes to faith. Our whole desire, our whole hope Our whole motivation, our focus in evangelism should be being faithful to God's message, not whether or not that other person comes to faith. We pray that that might happen. Obviously, we want those with whom we share the gospel to come to a knowledge of the truth and to enter into a right relationship with God, but we should not judge whether or not we have been successful in our evangelism by the number of converts that we have. If your focus in evangelism is to see how many people you can get to pray a prayer or raise their hand or come forward in a service, I'm sorry, but you're focusing on the wrong things. I want to challenge you by asking a very simple question. Can we find any of these things that I just mentioned in the Bible? The answer is we can't. They're not in the Bible. Praying a prayer, raising a hand, etc. And we're going to cover this in more detail in our next video when we talk about genuine conversion. So stay tuned for that. But in the Bible, what do we see instead? Well, we see Jesus and the apostles teaching the scriptures and calling people to repent and believe in the gospel. They communicated the message given to them and called people to respond to that message. Not that they might pray a prayer or that they invited people to come forward in a service or that they would raise their hand, but what did they do? Please think about this. Picture this. What did they do? What do we see in scripture? Jesus, the apostles, we see in scripture, the example of calling people to repent and believe. Jesus in Mark 1:15, repent and believe in the gospel. Peter, in Acts 3.19, repent therefore, turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. Acts 17.30, the times of ignorance God overlooked. But now, what does God do? He commands all people everywhere to repent. The apostles followed the model of Jesus and communicated the message that was given to them as servants of that message, and we are to do the same. Paul often considered himself a servant and a witness to God, and so should we. We're to witness to others by proclaiming the truths of the scriptures. We should proclaim God as the maker and creator of all things, including those to whom we are sharing the message with. We are to share with them that God is a lawmaker and a love giver. And we have failed to follow his commands. People are responsible to live up to God's commands. We have to make them aware of that. We have to present the truths of the gospel to them. And we have to let them know that they are currently living in a state of separation from God and unable to make themselves right with him. We, apart from Christ, are unable to make ourselves right with him. You watching this video, if you are not in Christ, if you are not a believer, you are in a state of eternal separation from God because You are living in unrighteousness. You are not following after God's rules and his ways. And his standard is set so high that you cannot reach it. We have to share this message with those whom we do evangelism. And we have to be sure that we proclaim Christ as the Savior, the Savior, not a way, but the way. And that by faith, people are able to turn from their wicked ways and believe in Christ's payment for their sins, and that we might be made right with God and live a life pleasing to Him. Out of love, we should even plead with people to receive Christ. If you have not received Christ, I plead with you that you would come to Him, that you would acknowledge your sinful ways, your your going against God's rules, His ways, His manners, and you have been living a life all about your own glory. Yet, we see in Scripture that this is Insufficient. This falls short of the commands that God has given us. And He has given us a way. He's given us the way to be made right with Him, that we would be made right with Him, that all our wrongs would be righted, and He would give us a desire, a new desire to live a life in right relationship with Him. We must not evaluate the success of our evangelism in terms of whether or not someone comes to faith. We have to proclaim the message of the gospel. As we've established in this series on evangelism, the primary way we should evaluate our evangelism is as John Piper says, to look at the book. We look at the Bible and we see the examples of evangelism in scripture. After doing that, we can study the history of the Christian church and see where God has blessed the proclamation of the gospel and drawn people to himself. And from one such study, Martin Lloyd-Jones, who if you're not familiar with Martin Lloyd-Jones, would highly encourage you to check him out. He shares this. He shares five foundational principles to evangelism that honestly completely changed the way that I view evangelism when I heard these. And I found this from Will Metzger's book, Tell the Truth. And here they are. And stick with me on these and really think deeply on these five elements of evangelism. So here we go. Number one, The supreme object of the work of evangelism is to glorify God, not to save souls. Number two, the only power that can do this work is the Holy spirit, not our own strength. Number three, the one and only medium through which the spirit works is the scriptures. Therefore we reason out of the scriptures like Paul did. Number four, these preceding principles give us the true motivation for evangelism, a zeal for God and a love for others. And number five, there's a constant danger of heresy through a false zeal and the employment of unscriptural methods. The primary purpose of evangelism is to glorify God, not to save souls. We trust God's work in people's lives that he, through the Holy Spirit, is the one that is going to move people. The means by which God moves people it's through the scriptures. It's not through apologetics or reasoning in a purely logical sense, but primarily we reason out of the scriptures. We point people to what the Bible says. It's God and not us who is the evangelizer. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't use apologetics or we don't use rational, logical thinking, but we have to remember that the main means by which God is going to draw someone to himself is his word. We need to use the scriptures. And so we, we journey along with God as he does the work of evangelism while we are just presenting the truths. God is the evangelist. In summary, our responsibility in evangelism is to proclaim the gospel with our lips and our lives, knowing that it is God who's going to work in people's hearts to bring them to faith. In our next episode, we're going to go a little deeper into God's role in evangelism by looking at what genuine conversion is. What does it mean for someone to truly become a Christian? Well, that's what we're going to look at next time. If you want to go deeper in your understanding of God and His Word, I want to encourage you to check out our resources at theologyforyou.com. That's theology, F-O-R-Y-O-U u.com. Looking forward to you joining us in our next episode where we talk about what it means for someone to truly become a Christian. Together, let's make God's name famous.